And that's where the situation can end. <laughs> well, not for you. It's too late for you. You're already friends with me. <laughs> that's where every kind of that situation should end. So, welcome to VHS. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Cassie. Each week on VHS, we watch and discuss the top grossing film from that week, 21 years prior, what's changed about our viewing experience, and what hasn't. As the intro would suggest, our movie this week is The Cable Guy. Mm. Uh, Cable Guy. It does feel good in your mouth. It's fun to say. (laughs) Sure it is. Cable Guy is Jim Carrey's game-changing role (laughs) in which he plays a sad, lonely, and creepy cable guy mm. who uh, makes friends with newly single Stephen, played by Matthew Broderick, and uh, when Stephen's not really interested in being his friend, he doesn't take no for an answer. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's he's a jerk, too. Don't forget that. Yeah. He's a huge which, jerk. Which we noted about Jim Carrey in Ace Ventura 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was a huge jerk. Yep. Not in a funny or cute way. Nope. Yeah. So before we get too far into this, I just wanted to let you know about the name Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Larry the Cable Guy's agent, because Larry the Cable Guy was around, was a working comedian <laughs> back in 1996, which I didn't realize. Of course he was. That guy's been around. That guy's a cockroach. He was sowing the seeds of his craft as a little Larry the Cable Guy, and his agent asked Judd Apatow not to use that name as he was afraid it would undo all of Larry the Cable Guy's hard work (laughs) in building up that character, which, while not everyone's cup of tea, is still not as offensive as Jim Carrey's Cable Guy. (laughs) I I would have to agree with that. (laughs) Which Cable Guy would you rather hang out with? I'd rather hang out with Larry the Cable Guy. Absolutely. 100%. I don't think Larry the Cable Guy would try to kill me. No. I think if I told Larry the Cable Guy I had to go home, he wouldn't, he would take no for an answer. Mm, He probably wouldn't tape you saying something embarrassing and then play it at work, too. Well, if he did, I think it would be as a good-natured joke. Like, sure. Just one of the guys. (laughs) Fun. Let's be clear, neither of us want to hang out with Larry the Cable Guy either. We're merely pointing (laughs) out the fact that this Cable Guy sucks. He is the worst Cable Guy. (laughs) He's a scary and offensive Cable Guy. He's a stalker. He's a straight-up stalker. He's a dangerous man, and, well, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm the major stats, this movie was released by Sony Pictures and it debuted at number one on June 14th, 1996. It grossed $19.8 million opening weekend, which is pretty low compared to what we've seen over the past few weeks with our 
summer blockbusters Twister and Mission Impossible and The Rock. Uh, It eventually made just over $102 million worldwide. It's worth noting the film's grosses because Cable Guy has developed over the years a reputation as a notorious flop. (laughs) Probably because it's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Which there will be plenty of time to discuss. True. Um, Jim Carrey by himself was paid $20 million for his appearance in this movie. Wow. The first actor ever to get a $20 million paycheck for a single film. He was a huge box office success. In the two years leading up to Cable Guy, he had appeared in Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Batman Forever, Uh, and Ace Ventura 2. Most of which are very (laughs) funny, and all of which were huge moneymakers. Yeah, yeah, it was his heyday for sure. I couldn't believe he made all of those in just two years. Yeah, he was all over the place. A normal movie star would be able to space him out like one, maybe two movies a year and be able to ride that for the better part of a decade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not Jim Carrey. He couldn't hold back. He seems to have quite the manic personality. <laughs> yeah, both manic and depressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which wasn't part of his public image at the time. He was just funny guy, no complications. He's so wacky. He sings out of his butt. What a crazy guy. <laughs> yep. He definitely doesn't go home and like sit in the dark for three straight days <laughs> wishing he could die. <laughs> no, not at all. So when, you know, after that streak, when Cable Guy brought in just under $20 million, not even enough to pay for Jim Carrey's appearance opening weekend, compared to, say, Ace Ventura 2's $45.5 million, that looked like a failure. <laughs> yeah, anything uh, half as profitable as Ace Ventura 2 is <laughs> not, not a good start, no. Not a good look. Mm-mm. Rounding out the top five this week were all hits we've we've talked about. The Rock, Mission Impossible, Twister, and Dragonheart. Mm-hmm. Gotta get that Dragonheart on there. <laughs> the only thing for the kids to watch. <laughs> I guess Flipper was probably still cycling around somewhere near number 10. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Crossroads was still number one on the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> the heyday of the Crossroads. As it should be. So this movie, in addition to Jim Carrey as the cable guy and Matthew Broderick as the straight man, Stephen, uh, the movie also stars Leslie Mann as Stephen's love interest. Leslie Mann, probably most notable for being Judd Apatow's wife and being in a lot of his movies. I didn't know she's a lovely lady and a good actress, but Hmm. yep. This movie also stars a well, features a whole bunch of recognizable comedians in really small roles. And these are largely people who had been on the Ben Stiller show. Mm-hmm. People like Janine Garofalo, Jack Black, Ben Stiller playing twin brothers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> also uh, contemporary MTV VJs like Tabitha Soren playing themselves. Uh, did you remember her name off the top of your head? Yes, I did. Wow. I did not enjoy MTV News when I was a kid, but it was on in the background so much, like the noise. I'm Tabitha Soren. I'm Kurt. Oh, I forget the old dude's name. No idea. But I can picture his face. That has been deleted from my memory. 
But you look like Kurt Loader. <laughs> yeah, we used to have MTV on in my house a lot. So back when they actually played videos most of the time. Back when it wasn't just a constant barrage of crap and non-music related things. Yeah. Stuff about pregnant teens and yeah. blind dates. I honestly don't even know what's on MTV anymore because I'm not their target demographic. Nope, me neither. I still have fond memories of the old analog broadcasts and the like the spaceman graphic mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the spray paint logo. I don't think I watched it that young. I feel like I only started watching it when I was in like high school. Like probably the case for most kids. Yeah. Like I remember Total Request Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dabbled in TRL. TRL? With- I think around this time I was watching VH1 more than I was watching yeah. MTV. Yep, agree. So I, I used to used to watch MTV a whole lot when I was little, little, because I had super young parents mm-hmm. who were into music. Mm-hmm. And then when I was actually like a tween or a teen, that's when I switched over to the pop-up video on VH1. Yes, and behind the music. Oh, good stuff. And I know for a fact I was watching the VH1 Top 10 rather than TRL around this time because, well, this might have still been a little early, 96, but in 97, I would watch it literally every day to hear one song in particular. Oh, to tell. I think you can guess. Oh. It was My Heart Will Go On <laughs> by Ms. Celine Dion. Can't get enough of that song, huh? <laughs> I had it on tape, I think. Uh, was it also I can't remember if it... that you wanted to see clips from the movie repeatedly? Yes, it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course it was. I only saw it in the theater once or twice. Only. And then, only other twice. than that, I don't even remember if I did see it twice. Wow. I saw it twice. Well, la-di-da. I guess I loved it more than you. No, I just (laughs) had no means of transportation. (laughs) Uh, Back to Cable Guy. Mm -hmm. I guess we have to keep talking about Cable Guy. It was directed by Ben Stiller. That Ben Stiller, the actor Ben Stiller. Mm -hmm. And it was written largely by Judd Apatow. What do you think of John, Judd Apatow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. No strong feelings? Not really. I I like some of his movies, but then yeah. other ones of his movies are really bad. Like The Cable Guy. <laughs> I mean, like movies that are distinctly Judd Apatow movies. Yeah. I don't... With... He's very proud of this one, so we shouldn't write it off. Yeesh. But... Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like the 40-year-old virgin. Uh, I mean, I don't really like Seth Rogen is probably more Mm. of my problem with it. And he's in a lot of his movies. He does tend to use the same crew. I, as you know, despise James Franco. Mm -hmm. That too, yeah. But he's not in most Judd Apatow movies, so I think... um, pretty safe there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i I like him i like 
uh freaks and geeks i like his sappier movies like 40 year old virgin and knocked up uh i like the sappiness hmm. i like that it's you got gross humor but then he writes good i think he gets the dynamics of friendships and relationships down pretty well it's pretty heartwarming yeah which is surprising after this <laughs> I mean I guess his defense is it was intentional and he thought it would be funny <laughs> he still thinks it's funny yeah, he'll he still tell any journalists who ask it was in his book that came out like less than two years ago he talks at length about the experience of working on the cable guy he still thinks it was a good movie uh, no so no <laughs> Did you see this when it first came out? Did you have any expectations watching it for this week? Um, so actually, I don't remember when I had seen this. It wasn't when it first came out. And I don't think it was like when it first came out on VHS either. Some, a few years after, I think. And because I was still pretty young. And I thought, oh, this movie kind of sucks, but maybe, you know, maybe it's I'm just not the audience for this one. So I thought maybe looking at it now, I might appreciate it more because there's a lot of uh, references to older TV shows and movies and stuff that if you're not familiar with, will just go right over your head. Mm-hmm. Not that you'd be missing much anyway, but I thought maybe that would make it more enjoyable. No, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It it didn't. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I saw it in the theater. I think I was tricked into it, like... Uh hopefully many kids who love Ace Ventura. Yeah, this is not really a kid movie. Kids should not be watching all. this movie. And it's rated PG-13, which usually means there's some stuff in there for kids. Yeah. Uh, I guess there are pretty stringent requirements or stringent guidelines on what constitutes a PG-13 versus an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. And this, you know... uh mean-spiritedness and ennui aren't among the criteria that can bump something into our territory. Yeah. There's no blood. Or so, all of it. I don't think there's violence. No. Not, no not really. There's very little sex. <laughs> Sexless <laughs> and dour. <laughs> so, I hated this movie when I was a kid. I expected to hate it now, and I did. <laughs> how how much did you hate watching this movie? Like, was it making you, like, angry while you watched it? How bad it was? It didn't make me angry. It made me upset. <laughs> like, it, it put a damper on my soul <laughs> while I was watching it. And for part of the next day. Oh, God. It didn't make me feel good. It it had like a rusty, crinkly, dirty feeling <laughs> to it. Yeah. 
did it it was anger your primary reaction no 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 boredom i was thoroughly Hmm. bored um like i love jim carrey and like i wanted to like laugh like i was it was paying attention like waiting for something funny to happen and i think i only lol'd once during the entire thing everything else was just and it was uncomfortable like most of the movie just makes you feel uncomfortable it's not a fun thing to watch like i feel like a lot of people have been in the situation where like they have someone who maybe is not you know good at making friends and you try to you know be friendly with them but they're just so awkward and like mm-hmm. it makes you feel guilty like that's how i mm-hmm. felt this entire time watching this but like it was a like messed up guilt because he's even like mean spirited and creepy so yeah yeah, I think that's a perfect way of putting it because I think I realized watching this movie that that is one of my, like, this is my nightmare. Mm-hmm. Both that someone like that will try to glom onto me and <laughs> like Steven, I won't know how to just tell them no. Yeah, yeah. Or if you do tell them no, then they're not going to respect that. It's happened to me a few times in my life because I am nervous around people <laughs> yep. and I'm not comfortable just telling them, look, I don't want to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. Like that creepy guy who followed me onto the train after I met him once. Oh, no, and, that's not cool. And I finally, did I tell you about this? No. Oh, I went to a conference and like chatted for a while with this one dude just because it was a conference and we were like standing around by the hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. And then, like, months later, he came up to me at my train stop. I was like, Jenna. Jenna! And, like, trying to talk to me. He followed me onto the train. Granted, it was probably his train, too. Uh. Um, I was, like, visibly... I couldn't just say, I don't want to talk to you. I was, like, gazing off into the distance while he was talking <laughs> to me, which is probably not the right way to handle that. Um pretending i didn't hear him when he would say things to me and then when he would repeat himself would just be like sorry what in a very rude way like who wants to be friends with someone who's being that rude (laughs) this guy apparently only desperate people that's who a bunch of people got on the train and i used that as my excuse to like drift very far away from him and he still came up and freaking found me Uh um and then finally said like so we should get lunch sometime it's like "Mm, uh, i'm really busy i don't really leave the office Mm. and i think i mean it was like a larry david moment it ended with me just saying like nah (laughs) take like so you want to get together sometime nah But, like, those experiences make me deeply uncomfortable. I don't like, I think most people don't like being put in a position of having to be that forceful. Yeah, no. With someone. I don't think I could. And I'm also afraid of being that person. Mm -hmm. That I won't be able to read social cues and I'll be that obnoxious person who's imposing on others. Can't take the hint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this movie really intentionally plays on something very uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think could be done in a funny way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the second strike against it, it's not funny. No, it's not funny. And the 
main character is not in any way relatable, likable, or even nice. So, nah. Originally, I read that originally Chris Farley was going to play the cable guy. (laughs) There you go. That might have been better. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing just thinking about it. That's usually what I do when I think about Jim Carrey, and that's why this is so sad. Yeah, well, at the time, most people probably would have said, oh, if you told them the synopsis and then said Jim Carrey is playing the guy, many people probably would have also laughed and be like, oh, I can't wait to see what he does with that. So who knows what depths and darkness in Chris Farley might have emerged in this role. Oh, no. But I suspect that it would have been a more sympathetic character <laughs> maybe if he just less screamed screamed the lines <laughs> and his face got red <laughs> and he ripped the clothes that he was wearing <laughs> if he was more of like a van down by the river guy mm-hmm. or the bus driver from billy madison <laughs> yes. yeah we're not the only ones who had this viscerally negative reaction to this movie Mm -hmm. i want to read a couple of reviews because they're good (laughs) um janet maslin of the new york times wrote carrie who won legions of fans just by speaking from his buttocks now tries the creepy gambit of talking with a lisp sneering at strangers behaving like a deranged stalker and wallowing in sad stale references to ancient television shows the film's only unifying attitudes are misanthropy and contempt (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. That really captures it. She also refers to the film's empty mean-spiritedness. Oh, yeah. She's not wrong. Yeah. I feel like part part of what makes this movie so painful to watch is that knowing the context of how famous Jim Carrey was and what he was famous for and what audiences would expect from him, Mm -hmm. like what was featured in the trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. It's impossible not to interpret it as a deliberate assault on the audience. Yeah. And their expectations of goodwill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not only mean in what it's doing to the characters, but it's an exercise in abusing the audience, which sounds like some sort of avant-garde thing that I'm sure is very fun for writers to think about. Sure. But I guess so. It's like millions of people were being punked by this <laughs> awful movie. And I guess the weird people who actually liked it are those types of people who enjoy that kind of thing, I guess. I guess. But the thing, it's also not good. (laughs) It's also not a funny movie. It's got a lot of dumb scenes. So I like black comedy. Mm -hmm. I like comedy that does bad things to their audience or to their... Yeah, maybe even to the audiences, but like treats their characters badly. Mm-hmm. I love the Coen brothers and half the time they're destroying their characters' entire worlds <laughs> to make some probably depressing point about real life. But it's a well-made movie that's enjoyable on some level to watch mm-hmm. and has some genuine humor. Yeah, Like part of humor, and Judd Apatow knows this because he does it in his other less painful movies and he talks about it in his book a lot, is... um. Being able to find something in the pain of the human condition that you can laugh at. And that's the pressure valve. Mm-hmm. This, it's just got a bunch of 
dumb like visual and noise gags slapped on to some nasty shit yeah and some stupid references that nobody gets <laughs> sad and stale yeah yeah oh. roger ebert roger ebert was a little out of touch in his review i thought because he also did not like the movie but he starts out by explaining that he doesn't like jim carrey so <laughs> so he's not but- surprised he doesn't like Jim Carrey, but he's growing on him. And because he's so popular, he's trying to see what there is in his movies. So he says, we want to like Jim Carrey. A movie that makes us dislike him is a strategic mistake. Sounds a little threatening coming from an influential <laughs> reviewer. Um, that turned out not quite to be true, though, because Jim Carrey evolved into... I think he fine-tuned it a bit he tapped into this darkness Mm -hmm. that clearly he needs to express on some level as an artist in better and better movies yeah he he does a lot of way better movies after this that Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to like him in but you still it's still a good movie Um, it might make you feel sad but it at least touches you in a way that doesn't make you feel like barfing yes and this negative re- negative reception, apparently, according to Judd Apatow, was not what they were going for when they made the movie. He said in one interview with Vulture, when the movie came out, the fact that it got a weird reception totally blindsided us. We didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> we thought it was hilarious. So speaking of not reading social cues or knowing human minds... <laughs> I guess they just thought they were unleashing a great funny movie that everyone would have a chuckle about. We know whose fault it is. Idiots. There's a ro- Are you saying it's Judd Apatow's fault? <laughs> yeah. And I keep mentioning him because I read an interview with him, but um, I'm sure Ben Stiller also imagined people would like it. Jim Carrey certainly thought people would like it. Yeah, that's true. Thought it was great. He had a real creative hand in it. Like, make it darker. Yeah, I feel like when you're like on set and you have all these funny people around, you're like, oh, this is going to be so funny. And you don't see the writing on the wall at all. And something that's fun on a sketch show like the Ben Stiller show or Mr. Show or Kids in the Hall, that's really dark, but it's only going on for a a minute or two, Mm -hmm. which is a lot easier to take than a full-length movie. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything in this movie that you did like? Uh, um, so I mentioned I laughed out loud once. And oh, yeah, yeah. it was the scene in Medieval Times, but not the whole scene because mm. most of that scene was terrible. It was for the 10 seconds when Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick are fighting and uh, Jim Carrey is doing his best impression of Star Trek battle music, like a Klingon uh, fight. Have you gotten to that? I know you're watching The Next Generation. Did you get that reference? I did not get that reference. I just started season two. Uh. It's a pretty good reference. But I only laughed at that because I know that song and it's silly. Mm. It's not a funny joke. 
just noises he makes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I did laugh out loud, but the part of the medieval times scene where he puts chicken skin on his face was kind of funny, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> kind of a rehash of his In Living Colors Fire Marshal Bill, the burn victim. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I honestly think smarmy Owen Wilson was the only thing in this movie that I really thought was funny. Uh, that really short scene, not the part where he's getting beaten up by Jim Carrey in by Chip. We haven't referred to him as his character once in this movie, in this episode. <laughs> because it's not his real name. Not the part where Owen's character is getting beaten up by Chip, but that really short window where he's having a date with Leslie Mann's character, Robin. He's just such a sleaze, but not in an over-the-top way, just very casually on point <laughs> as a douchey guy on a date. He was really douchey. <laughs> but he wasn't hamming it up. It was just so casually douchey. He kept yelling about his chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Owen Wilson. Uh, yeah, that was funny. I guess I'll give that to, I'll give that to the cable guy. There was that. There is the part where Robin and Steven are just hanging out on the couch at his place and they have a really pretty natural conversation that seems more like pretty typical Judd Apatow stuff. I don't know if Judd Apatow actually wrote that scene or if it was one of the other previous writers, but uh, they're like just catching up about life stuff and Matthew Broderick's talking about his boss and says in this really, um, in this really perfect tone, just goes like, yeah, I think I hate him. <laughs> I laughed at that part. You got one laugh. One laugh in. And none of my laughs were at Jim Carrey. Mm, no. Do you have any nominations for the worst scene or line um, in the movie? There are a few of them. Mm -hmm. Probably the... The scene at uh, at Steven's parents' house yeah. that Chip has inexplicably scored an invitation to a family gathering with Steven's family after Steven told him he doesn't want to see him or be his friend anymore. Mm -hmm. It was just in another movie, which they were probably alluding to, it would be really terrifying and it still was scary, but they were just playing it for these jokes that weren't funny jokes. Ha 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 penis and vagina. It's just so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was the worst. Yep. That, that one was high up on my list. But my, uh, I, I think the worst moment in this movie is... Jim Carrey's rendition, his karaoke rendition of Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, that was it also like torture. Was intolerable and I think they did the whole song. Didn't did they do the did they do the whole song? I lost all sense of time and space <laughs> during that scene. Good I think time. my I think I dissociated. Yeah, I tuned it out. <laughs> Because it was also the scene where there was like the weird making out with <laughs> Matthew Broderick and the uh, surprise, it's a prostitute. 
And all those writhing old people. Yeah. (laughs) No. It was bad. Mm -hmm. It's like the worst vision of what a party can become. (laughs) Like, again, for an introverted person, the idea of like, let's go to a party. It'll be fun. You have to psych yourself up and convince yourself that it's not going to turn into that worst possible outcome over and over in this movie. Mm -hmm. Barf. Just barf. Barf indeed. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that we should cover here? (laughs) Do you have any ideas for an action movie called The Cable Guy? Uh, It would probably be a guy like, it would be a superhero with a bunch of cables, like, <laughs> just whipping them around, doing all sorts of crazy tricks, mm-hmm. like braiding them in midair, <laughs> um, making like a a grappling hook of sorts, nice. swinging from vines. Mm-hmm. You could do all sorts grabbing. of things with cables. Yeah, you, I'm glad you stopped me because I was just going to start spitballing all the things you could do with cables and I wasn't going to stop. It's basically just a rope that's harder and has metal and rubber on it. Yeah, I guess he would be one of those like down-to-earth, wisecracking superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like he was just an average guy until something happened with cables. <laughs> oh, now he's the cable guy. <laughs> he got electrocuted by a bunch of cables and now he's cable guy. <laughs> he might be Larry the cable guy. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no. What do you think? You got anything better? Uh, not better. No, mine is decidedly worse. <laughs> oh, I have another idea, but go on with yours. So uh, when I tried to think of an action uh, hero called Cable Guy, I just thought of the <laughs> X-Men character, Cable, who is not well known at all. Um, I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> I just pictured him. And instead of whatever his power is, I don't really know what it is either. He just has cables. Because <laughs> he's a cable guy. <laughs> Sounds like my guy. Like I said, my idea was worse because it involves some vague X-Men that most people don't yeah. know about. <laughs> what about a guy who... Now, your X-Men idea mm. gave me this thought. Mm. What if he can somehow... So he's probably like in a coma or has otherwise lost the use of his physical body, but he's able to project his spirit or his mm, mm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mind stuff mm-hmm. into electronic devices. Oh. Like he can appear on screens or he can traverse networks and... I'm not saying that this could exist in real he life. He could, I'm like, just go into the cables movie. to, like, teleport and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He could travel across the country using only phone lines. Mm. This would be a pre-Wi-Fi figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think Jim Carrey, the cable guy, would think about the internet now? Well, he kind of called it in his crazy speech that he gives everyone when he takes them up to the giant satellite dish. He did. He was right. He's a genius. Mm -hmm. 
if he just weren't so creepy, he could be an okay friend. I mean, the cable guy really just needs some intense therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he could be a normal guy. <laughs> he kind of he kind of had Steven for a little bit where he gave some decent romance advice that admittedly he got from Jerry Springer. But <laughs> yeah. May, all right. May, I'm going to backstep. But he did call the internet. He did. He did a little bit. I hope they never make a sequel. Oh, Lord. Lord help us. If they ever do make a cable That'd guy. That would be a too. bold choice at this point in Jim Carrey's career for him to make another cable guy. Ooh. I could kind of see him doing it, though. He's just yeah, that me messed up. He's just that, that messed up to think it's a good idea. And there's enough of a cult following now that people have forgotten how bad this movie is there are people who probably look back on it fondly or just contrarians Mm -hmm. in the age of reddit who think that they like this movie oh no you're so wrong don't do it jim i think i think this movie came up as a cult classic when i searched for it yeah there's nothing classic about this movie and also, there's nothing cult about it. It was a huge, major release. Mm. I think cult classics should be, like, pretty small-scale releases that people gradually pick up on, and it builds by word of mouth. Mm. Not a big blockbuster piece of shit that no one liked when <laughs> it came out. That most people hated, and then slowly people kind of thought it was okay. <laughs> if people start to like The Godfather Part 3, is that going to make it a cult classic? Ooh. No. It'll still be a piece of trash, just like this movie. Thank you to everyone for joining us this week on VHS. It would really help us if you like the podcast, if you subscribe on iTunes, and if you feel so inclined, maybe leave a favorable rating or even a review. Yeah, 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 yeah. Help others discover our semi-informed opinions on 21-year-old movies. (laughs) They're not not (laughs) semi-informed. At least mine's not. (laughs) If you want to keep up with us during the week, you can follow us on Facebook. Just search for VHS. Thanks to Devin McKernan for production support and for putting up with these movies while Cassie watches them. (laughs) He was not happy this week. He's a good sport. <laughs> Little trooper. And for to Phil DeMontis for writing our original theme music, you can find Phil's stuff on SoundCloud, link on the blog. Lastly, if you don't want to take our word for it on this movie, here's more from the New York Times. When he plays with his food and begins imitating Hannibal Lecter, there's no fun in watching Carrie covering his face with chicken skin. <laughs> There's a little bit of fun. I'm lonely. I'm hungry. (laughs) Oh.